You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. God blessings. God bless you, Evangelist Clifton, woman of God. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't he magnificent? Even Isn't he awesome? I thank and I praise God. Thank God for the, um, the praise and the worship. Wrap me in your arms. I was all in it singing with them. Amen. We thank and we praise God. There is no one like our God. No one. No one like him. We had a phenomenal in-person service. The power of God fell. I am still revved up and on fire. And this service is called an ignite service because we are on fire for God and we need to light somebody else up. <laughs> How about that? We thank and we praise God for an honor and a privilege of being able to share with you. So I honor God. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert. I honor all of our associate pastors and associate ministers. I honor each and every one. I honor our lead pastor, Pastor Stephen Talbert. I honor all those that connect with us virtually in your respective places, rather, all bishops, all apostles, all pastors, uh, evangelists, ministers, uh, deacons, mothers, missionaries, whatever your title is, I honor and I respect you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I honor and I praise God for everyone that is connecting with us because we know that you made a conscious decision that you wanted to connect with Yes Lord Ministries at this particular time. And so we're grateful to you and we thank and we praise God for you. Listen, there is a word. There's a word from the Lord. God wants to to speak to us. He wants to minister to our hearts, to our minds, and to our spirits. And so let's get right into the word of God. My intention is not to be before you long, but I do intend to deliver the message, the package that God has given me to deliver. And so let's go to the word of God, Psalm 46. Psalm 46, we're looking at Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is a a very familiar passage of scripture. And we're going to read from the message Bible, from the verse, that version tonight uh, or today. We know that um, uh, we always keep the King James version, but we do study and look at different translations and different versions. Listen, as long as it is the word of God and as long as it's saying the same thing, sometimes in a different way, it's still the word of God. You feel me? So come on, let's go to to the message Bible, Psalm 46. We're going to read verses one and two. Then we're going to skip down because we're going to deal with this particular Psalm and some other scriptures. Um, If you just stay with me. Let's read a song of the sons of Korah. God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. We stand fearless at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in sea storm and earthquake. Skip down to verse 10 and 11. Step out of traffic. Take a long loving look at me. You're a high God. 
above politics, above everything. Jacob wrestling God fights for us. God of angel armies protects us. Now let's look at what the King James version of those same verses say. King James Version says, God is our refuge. I know you're more familiar with that, right? And strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? Verses 10 and 11 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And then the word Selah is at the end of that verse, which means to pause and calmly think of that. I want to talk to you from this subject, confidence in God, confidence in God. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified, and that the devil will be disappointed and horrified. Now, can you say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on and bless the Lord in this place. Come on, wherever you are, come on and give God some praise. God wants to minister to our hearts, to our minds, and to our spirits. And we want to hear what the Lord has to say to us. Don't we want to hear it? God is speaking. One thing about it, we don't want God to be silent with us, but we want him to speak to us, to talk to us, to give us instruction, um, direction, um, words of encouragement, words of empowerment. We want God. I don't know about you, but I want God. And so we're living in, in chaotic times. In recent times of prayer, uh, even as recent as this morning, about three o'clock in the morning, I was praying. And I, I, I remember that I... I couldn't sleep through the night. And so I kept waking up. I realized God wanted me to pray. And as I began to pray, what I have found and what I sense in these recent times is that warfare prayer is often on the agenda. Look, whether I plan for it to be on there or not, it's often on the agenda. And so I sense the warring angels watching over us with swords drawn. Is anybody hearing me? I said, I sense the warring angels watching over us with swords drawn. You got to understand where we're at in this day and time. What's going on in this day and time? And so it, it concerns me. Be, you know, we're going through what we're going through, but what really concerns me is the fact that people show a lack of respect for God and all that he stands for. I, I thought about it and I, you know, I, the best way I can describe it is that some of them even thumb their nose at God. Um, some are bold and blatantly disrespectful while others are more subtle and discreet cowards, but disrespectful nonetheless. 
If you don't honor him, the, the, the only true and living God, the holy one, the only one, the magnificent one, and that word magnificent, marvelous, uh, uh, altogether lovely, all of those accolades do not adequately describe his beauty, his power, his majesty. If you don't honor him, it is a lack of respect. I'm talking about my God in whom I trust, my hope, my confidence, there's that word, is in him. And so the sword has been unsheathed. It's been drawn. What do I mean? Do you, do you, can you picture, if you will, a soldier with the sword inside of that covering, that sheath? Um, that they wear around their waist and they have the sword in there. And when they pull out the sword, oh, you better run because it's on. When they pull out the sword, they don't pull it out for nothing. That means wartime. That means it's time to fight. So now what does the word confidence mean? The word confidence means it's a feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Uh, it is the state of feeling certain about the truth of someone or something. What's the root of confidence? Uh, from the Middle English, um, the Latin word confidentia, uh, from the root, the root word is confido, which means to confide in, to believe. And it's from con, which means with, and plus fido, which means trust. And so it's interesting that we're talking about confidence in God. I'm not talking about confidence in everything else. Psalm 27 and 3 says, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war rise against me in this. Will I be confident? What does, listen, does confidence mean faith? Confidence is a desirable humanistic attribute that should not be devalued. On the other hand, faith is invaluable and it's an invaluable lofty gift from God himself that strengthens us our resolve to trust in his promises and blessings. And here's the key, regardless of the circumstances or what we are enduring at any given moment. So no matter what it looks like, no matter what we're seeing with our natural eyes, no matter what we're going through, how many know that it, 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 there are times that our confidence in God, our, even our faith and our trust is shaken, huh? Have you ever experienced something that will shake your confidence, shake your faith, shake your trust in God? Um, how about things that happen and you don't understand why it's happening? You, you don't know what's going on. Um, during the most chaotic and turbulent times, and we're living in those times right now, what God wants is he wants us to put our confidence, 
our faith, our trust, yes, even our hope in him. Uh, I heard somebody say that hope is expecting what sense cannot certify. We put our hope in God, our confidence, our faith, our trust in him. It is expecting what sense cannot certify. In other words, in our natural mind, with our natural sight, we can't even see it. But, oh God, I give you glory. When we have confidence in God, we're seeing beyond the natural. Our hope, our faith, our trust goes beyond what we experience in this realm, in the natural. And so as we move on and we talk about confidence in God, there's several verses of scripture that talks about confidence in God. Psalm 44 and 6 says, for not in my bow do I trust. In other words, it's not even in myself that I trust. Nor can any sword save me. Why? Because I'm trusting God. I've got to put my confidence in them. Hebrews 4 and 16 says, let us then with confidence draw near. With confidence. This is the key. Draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive what? Mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Then Proverbs 14 and 6 says, a scoffer seeks wisdom in vain, but knowledge is easy for a man of understanding. You, you heard what I said in the beginning. There are many people who thumb their noses at God. They act as if God doesn't even exist. They'll even question some of us and say, where is the God that you serve? Where's the God that you, you've been telling me about? Galatians 5 and 10 says, I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view and the one who is troubling you will bear. I have confidence in the Lord. In other words, God got this. He's got my back. He, he's the one that, that's watching out for me. Even when there are times, come on, you don't even feel like he's there, but you need to know he's there. He's paying attention to what's going on with you. Proverbs 3 and 26 says, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. In other words, that trap won't catch you. That snare, oh, of the fowler, that, that, that pestilent spirit, that trap that the devil set for you, that trick will not work. And this is the confidence, 1 John 5 and 14, that we have to warn him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You need to understand, I'm talking about confidence in God. So Psalm 46, Psalm 46 encourages us to, to hope and to trust in God, to put our confidence in him, in his power, in his providence. Um, he is sovereign. I was talking with a, a pastor friend of mine and we were talking. And as we were talking about the greatness of God, she said, because he's sovereign. Yes, 
He is sovereign and his gracious presence with his church in the worst of times. So this is what the summons encouraging us to do, to have hope and trust in God, but not only in God and in his power and providence, but in his gracious presence with his church, the ecclesia, huh? In the worst of times, us. So our testimony, our example has strength and it has power because God is who he said he is. I don't care what anybody else says. My testimony, your testimony has strength and power because God is who he said he is even in this day and time. We can apply the confidence that we have in God and we can make known and make sure we put on notice the, the spiritual enemies. Come on, y'all know we got some because we are more than conquerors. What does that verse start out with saying? It says, God is our refuge and our strength a very present, somebody said present. Oh, put it down. Put it down and say, he's a, a present help, not past help, not back in the Bible days help. He didn't just do magnificent things back in the Bible days. He wasn't just there for the people back in the Bible days, but right now, somebody say right now, come on here now. We need a right now God, and that's who we're serving. He is a present help, a help found, one who we have found to be so, a help at hand, one that is always near. We cannot desire or want better than him. And, and so that verse or those verses in Psalm 46 continues, let those be troubled at the troubling of the waters. Come on here now. Therefore, will not we fear though the earth be removed? Ah, uh, anybody hear me? And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. <laughs> oh, my Lord and my God. So listen, no matter what, don't be alarmed. We that belong to him, our confidence is built in him. Don't be alarmed by what's going on right now. Your footing is still firm. Don't be scared. Don't be worried. They used to say a long time ago, say, if you going to pray, why worry? And if you going to worry, why pray? Because when you worry, you cancel out your confidence, your faith, your trust. Because it, it, it clashes. It's a conflict. Anybody hearing me? It's a conflict. Either we're going to trust him, either we're going to have confidence in God, or we're not. And, and so we need to understand that our footing is firm. We will not slip because he got us. He won't let us slip. That should be a joy to us in times of sorrow, in chaotic times. These are chaotic times. These are violent times. These are desperate times. Um, there are people attacking people for no reason, just because they feel like it. Then there are people who are legitimately dealing with mental illness 
where they think that things that they're doing that's wrong is right. Then there are people who are not dealing with mental illness, but pretending it's mental illness in order to do stuff that they don't. Oh, I hear you, God. Are you hearing me? And that's where, you know, we got to, we got to learn to discern. We got to know what we're dealing with. We got to, we got to know what spirit is in operation. We have to know what's of God and we got to know what's not of God. We have to know what a legitimate situation where somebody needs professional help. And we got to know what's just an evil spirit in operation. Are you hearing me? And so the scripture goes on and says, though the waters there are brought and be troubled. Is anybody hearing me? Though the waters roar and be, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Understand what we're dealing with here. We've got to understand and realize that we're dealing with situations and circumstances that threaten and attack our confidence. Somebody needs to say that. Our confidence in God. But in the Message Bible, verse 5 says, God lives here. The streets are safe. God at your service from crack of dawn. Now, I know when I said that part, the streets are safe. Somebody said, well, where are you living at? But my point is when we're under God's protection. Uh, uh, then verse 6 says, godless nations rant and rave. Kings and kingdoms threaten. But the earth does anything he says. Jacob wrestling God. Y'all remember about Jacob wrestling with the uh, angel of the Lord? Wrestling with God? Says Jacob wrestling God fights for us. When Jacob came away, he came away with evidence that he had been in a wrestling match. Or that he had been wrestling with God. God of angel armies protect us. Attention all. See the marvels of God. He plants fires and trees all over the earth. I'm reading from the message right now. Bands wars from pole to pole. Breaks all the weapons across his knee. Y'all need to picture that. Where God is breaking the weapons across his knee. Then verse 10 and 11. And I, I had to chuckle at this. Step out of traffic. Take a long, loving look at me. This is God, your high God, above politics, above everything. And, and the King James Version says, be still. And that's where I want to get to. As I was reading this verse, I was reading this verse every day. I try to read scripture before my day starts. Sometimes it's three, four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it's earlier. Sometimes it's later. It depends on when God wakes me up. And I looked at that scripture said, be still and know that I am God. How many know that verse? You've heard it over and over. You've repeated it. You've recited it over and over. God said to me, as I was looking at, he said, now look at the rest of that verse. It says, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. God said, pay attention, pay attention. As much as it's saying, be still. And know who I am. There is an assurance. I'm telling you. You're getting victory out of this. No matter what's going on. You'll get victory out of this. He says. I will be exalted. In other words. Keep your confidence in me. Because you're rolling with a winner. 
Anybody hearing that? Hold on to him because you're moving with a winner. Understand and realize that we put our confidence in so many other things, so many different things, different people, uh, different things, uh, people that we think got juice. Anybody hearing me? We put our confidence in all of these people. But here's the thing you need to understand. If God be for us, anybody know that scripture? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God, if God be for us, who can be against us? I was looking at this verse of, of scripture from the, um, the Passion Translation from Psalm 16. Verses six through nine, and it said this, your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you. This is the psalmist writing this about God, for you have given me the best. Verse seven, the way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more. For your whispers in the night give me wisdom, showing me what to do next. What did I say earlier? We need him. We need his guidance. We need his direction. Then verse eight says, because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. For I experience your wraparound presence. I love it. Every moment. Then verse nine says, my heart and soul explode with joyful of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure. I, I was reminded of an illustration and the illustration is called the trust exercise. I don't know how many of you have ever um, experienced this trust exercise, but in the trust exercise, you stand or someone stands in front of another person and you fall back expecting them to catch you. You don't brace yourself. You don't look to make sure they back there but you trust, you have confidence that they're back there. You're doing this exercise and the other person is standing behind you and they're supposed to catch you when you fall back. But is your confidence in the right one? Did you pick the right one to get to, to stand behind you? What if they think you're too heavy to catch? What if they're not prepared to catch you? What if they're distracted by someone or something else? What if they're remembering something you did and don't feel like you deserve to be caught? Do you get the picture? Our confidence has got to be in God. What if in that confidence exercise or that trust exercise, the wrong person is behind you? You're trusting the wrong person to have your back. God is the one that has our back. He'll always have our back. Confidence is in God. Confidence is in God and in him alone. What if we've got somebody behind us and we fall back and the person behind us simply don't feel like doing it that day. They don't feel like catching us. We don't have to worry about that with God, precious people. God has our back. 
God will always catch us. He'll always, there's a song that we used to say, say he'll catch you when you fall. <laughs> he'll always catch you. You can fall back trusting in faith and confidence, knowing that God's going to catch you. I'm talking about confidence in God. Listen, if you've heard this message, I pray that it's been a, a word of encouragement to you because God wants us to be encouraged in him. Much is going on. Many have gone through much. And God knows exactly what you've been through. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows your exact situation. He knows every circumstance. There is nothing hidden from him. What if you're trusting someone to catch you and they don't know what you've been through? They don't know what you're going through. They make assumptions based on your attitude, based on the way that you're carrying yourself. We went to a restaurant and the server, it seemed like there was something wrong. Um, they were kind of abrupt. Um, they were slamming things on the table. Now it would have been easy to, to talk to the manager and say, can we get a different server? But we sat there and, you know, it's interesting. You've got to be sensitive to God. So in my mind, I had thought when the check comes, I'll show them in the, in the tip. It's not that I'm not going to give a tip, but not what I normally would. And I heard God, I heard God say, don't do that to her. You don't know what she's going through. You don't know what she's been through. You don't know what she had to be confronted with before she came to work today. And in my mind, I'm thinking anybody dealing in customer service, um, if your personality is not the type that goes well with her, then you need another job. Then you don't need to come to work today. And I, I, I kept hearing God, even as we left there saying, you have no idea what she's been through. You have no idea what she experienced. You don't know what somebody said to her that, that discouraged her, that hurt her. You don't know. And so as I was taking care of the bill and it came time for the tip, I gave a nice tip because there's a certain percentage. I don't give any less than that when I tip. Why? Because I try to put myself in the other person's place. I'd like for somebody to treat me the way I'm going to treat them. And so I gave a nice tip. And when she came back to the table and you, are you all right? Thank you so much for allowing me to serve you. And I said, even in that, the tone was different because I know she had to see the nice tip that was left. What am I saying? Let's have confidence in God. Trust him in everything and all things because he knows everything we're going to see. People will deal with you based on their assumptions. Oh, you need to hear me. But God will deal with you based on what he knows. Even though he know you a mess. Even though he know you messed up. Even though he know that you've got flaws. Even though he knows you're not perfect. 
He knows that he loves you beyond your imperfections. He knows that he's got patience and long suffering to get you to where he knows he has ordained for you to get to. See, he knows. He knows that your steps have been ordered by him. He knows what your destination is supposed to be. He knows what he has anointed you to do. He knows that he has poured his oil upon you. He knows that he loves you so much that he will not allow the devil to destroy you. He knows. And based on what he knows, that's how he's going to love you. That's how he's going to treat you. That's how he will enable you to get past the chaotic times, the turbulent times, the tribulations, the disappointments, the discouragements. When you have confidence in God, confidence in him. Listen, I want to pray with you. There may be someone out there. You need to surrender your life to the Lord. If you want to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're going to give you an opportunity to do just that right now. If you already have relationship with the Lord, but you need a church home, we're going to give you an opportunity that you can connect and be part of Yes Lord Ministries. Oh, yes, you can, regardless to where you are, regardless to where you're located. You can become part of the Yes Lord Ministries church family. And so we're going to give you an opportunity. For those that want to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord, I want you to repeat with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving me another opportunity. Thank you for not allowing the devil to destroy me. Thank you for not allowing the trick, the tactic, the method, the plan that he had for me to work. I thank you, Jesus, for, Lord, going before me, for watching over me, for giving me another opportunity to make it back to you so that I could receive and accept you. Your word says that if I believe in my heart, if I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins and that you rose again, that if I believe and I confess those things, I can be saved. I can receive you as my own, my Lord and my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me for my sins. I repent of my sins and I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you that there was nothing that I did that prevented me from making it back to you. So thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, you're saved. You can move forward from this time forward, this day forward, learning more about your walk with Christ and what it is you're to do. We can walk with you through this. We're not gonna leave you by yourself. Reach out to us, connect with us so that we can give you next steps. And for those of you that want to be part of Yes Lord Ministries, you've got a relationship with the Lord. You already know him as your personal Lord and Savior. Connect with us so that we can also give you next steps as you continue to build your relationship with the Lord. Listen, Jesus loves you and we do too. And we want to be part of your success journey. We want to walk you through. We want to teach and to train you. We want to unwrap the gifts that are in you 
so you can realize and see fulfilled the purpose, the plan, and the destiny that God has for your life. And so connect with us. We thank and we praise God for each and every one of you. I want you to be encouraged in the Lord. I know that there are some out there, you've been through much, and you didn't think there was any hope. But I'm here to tell you that the devil is a liar. There is hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for you to do everything God has called and anointed you to do, to experience the blessings and the promises of God. Oh, you may not think that you deserve it. You may not think that you're worth it. But God's grace and mercy says you are and says you deserve it and that you're worth it. There's nothing we can do to earn the mercy of God. There's nothing we can do to earn it. All we can do is to receive and accept it and to thank him for his patience. I don't know about you, but I thank him for being patient with me and being long suffering with me. That's why I'm here today because of his love, his grace and his mercy. You have confidence in God and watch him change your life for the better. Stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord. God bless you. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text GIFT to 1844948395. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord in. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.